And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. All right, I'm back in the saddle. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. My great co-host over there on the East Coast, Lucy Burge on Twitter, at Lucille Burge. Give her a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. A nice little two-week break for me, but now we're back. We're locked, we're loaded, we're ready to go. It is football season, even though baseball is in the midst of being uh, so well played right now. A lot of races going on in the wild card and division. Some great matchups over the weekend. Lucy, how you been? How's the last two weeks been? Oh, fantastic, Sprague. Missed you and very happy to have you back. Um, I feel like every week I come back here to talk about my weekend and it is always dependent on how the Red Sox did. And that is never good because they have not been doing well. Every time, every Sunday night, I look back at the weekend and think, wow, that was really bad. But personally, great weekend. Spent some time with my family in Rhode Island and in Connecticut. And it was the weather was hot, but but very, very nice. I like it that way. Uh, not much rain. I don't think it, there's a thunderstorm going on right now. Um, and also with the Red Sox, there's a thunderstorm going as well. I got a new mm. candle, as we will discuss, um, which is very, very exciting. So there are a lot of things going on. How have you been, Sprague? Uh, I've been great. The last two weeks off have been fantastic just because it's a wind down, enjoy the summer, get ready for a busy football season. So that's been great. Uh, I'm kind of like you in a sense, like if my baseball team has a good series over the weekend, I feel better going into Monday. The Braves got their asses kicked by the Mets who look unstoppable. So a bit of a rough sports weekend for me, but I'm still happy. I'm excited to get to the show because we have a lot to get to today. Lucy. We have, oh, we really do. Uh, a, we have a lot of NFL. We're going to lay out some futures, some futures. We've already been eyeing some over under win totals, some MVP odds, some NFL rookie of the year. Whatever is our fancy is what we're going to dive into. We'll talk some second-year quarterbacks as well. I find that group very interesting. One guy largely didn't play last year and a few other unknowns and question marks. Uh, We'll dive into Major League Baseball, of course, because, well, we had the trade deadline, and so now we evaluate how we look at these teams in the Major League Baseball races. But let's start, Lucy, in the NFL, and let's start with the uh, the big news over the week. It came out early last week, and it just kind of went over as the week went on. Uh, the NFL had went to an arbiter, and uh, Sue L. Robinson had concluded that Deshaun Watson should be suspended just six games, said he uh, cannot be trusted to hire his own masseuse, said he didn't physically sexually assault somebody, um, had a lot of weird verbiage in there, but also said this is kind of unprecedented. So because of that, she concluded six games. We didn't know where the NFL was going to go, and then it came out the NFL was appealing that decision And now Roger Goodell has hired another person to ultimately rule for the NFL to see how many games Watson will be out this week or this season. Uh, Lucy, one, your first reaction when you heard the amount of games handed down by Sue L. Robinson, the NFL's explanation, uh, and then kind of their appeal process as we head into this week. Yeah, so Sue, girl, what are you doing? Because I, my first thought here was I always, whenever there's a punishment of as many games, I always look back at what Brady got for Deflategate, which was four games. And I do not think he did anything that was so wrong that warranted four games. And Deshaun Watson only gets two more games than that. And he did a lot of things allegedly wrong. I, I do believe he did them. I don't believe that all of these women are lying. I do believe that there is some truth to what they're saying. And I don't believe he's a good person. And I think he's a scumbag. 
And I think this is absolutely outrageous that that's the amount of games he's getting. And that she, I don't, a lot of people were saying, how can she as a woman be doing this? I don't think there's, that's here or there. I think it, it, I don't think her gender matters in this. I would say any judge who did this, the same thing. I don't, I don't see how that's the appropriate response to this. I think the wording, as you mentioned, was bizarre. The wording in this saying, because it, it was, it wasn't violent. So it's fine. It, it wasn't, if he had actually done something, but there's also break it down to define violent. So it causes trauma. Is that not violence? Because these women experienced trauma by doing this. I mean, that's assault. If Even if you, you don't actually physically touch somebody, or if you do what he did and expose yourself to women who don't want that, that's considered mm -hmm. assault, I would say. I don't know what her term of assault is or what any other judge who would have who would have tried this thing's assault is, but that warrants, I think, more than six NFL games here. And I, I don't know... I don't, my whole problem is why is he on an NFL team in the first place? So you do this and you say, well, I mean... He, he didn't, he wasn't you know, not guilty of anything really. So, you know, he has, should have as much a chance as, as anybody else to play and he's good and whatever. If I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm like, I, I still don't know how you get over that, how you're replaced by that guy. And he did what he did yeah. and you're out and he's not. And it just, the, 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 the verdict and the punishment bothered me. The wording was absolutely bizarre. And it's almost like the NFL or, or these, all of these punishments are decided by like a magic eight ball and they shake it. And they're like, all right, I guess, I guess six games is fine. We'll just do that. Not like a season, not like Calvin Ridley who didn't do anything to anybody, but he gets a whole year suspension, but you know, six, just six games. Cause he, cause whoever's, if you're good, your, your punishment's going to be not as bad. If yeah. you're better and you make more, less money for the team than your punishment, it's it, the whole thing is bizarre. But it's the thing is also they say how can women support the NFL after this? How can women watch the NFL after this? If you say that, then you have to think about if I was if I was to say okay, I'm not going to watch the NFL anymore, which would be a, a problem for many reasons. I think for our job for many things, but <laughs> right, I would have right. to have to think about a lot. Of, but then you have to think about okay, so am I not going to watch any movies that Harvey Weinstein had anything to do with? Am I not going to do this or that? Or you, you have to look into every single thing you do and and not be a hypocrite about things. So you picking and choosing that thing it becomes a whole just. Watch if you want. I'm going to watch. Obviously, I love the NFL. I'm I'm absolutely going to keep watching. But I think this particular situation is disappointing and very bizarre. Yeah, I think that's well said. Uh, disappointing, bizarre. Great way to end that. I, I I think too. I'll just say, um, you know, we we always say that to women, right? When something like this happens, and we feel like it's an unjust or the penalty isn't enough, and and that there should be more. I mean, Cree Hunt was caught on camera kicking a woman and that is absolutely not right. He got eight games. So like just that by itself is eight, but you know, 60 women, he reached out to 30 women in total. Like when you get to an, an extreme number like that, like, I'm sorry, I, I'd, I'd like you to miss the season. I think it's going to go to 10 to 12. Yeah. I don't know if they'll get the full year. I'd love to see the full year. I'd back the full year. Yeah. I would just say quickly from the male side of this stuff, because I think you brought up an interesting one there. We'll move on to some preseason stuff here in a second. That question is asked immediately to, to sports fans like yourself, right? Who you work in sports media and then there's women all across, across this country that love football as much as any guy does. It's 
well, how can women still support this? Because you know what? You would love it. And you can advocate for them to be better. You can advocate for more women, for equal treatment, for everything, and not allow them to take that away from you. You know what I mean? Like both of those things can be true. You can love football and say, I love everything that football gives me every weekend. Yeah, this particular area isn't great, but I can work individually and maybe I can help people or I can rally a voice. You can help with that stuff, still like it, still want it. I don't think those have to be mutually exclusive. You can't, you don't have to say, well, they don't handle women's issues very well in the NFL. How can you support it? Well, because I love football, right? The the sport itself isn't doing this. It's disgusting people and people who are ruling on these things. So I haven't really liked that argument kind of all week as I've heard it is like, how can NFL, how can people, uh, women still support the NFL? Because they love football. I mean, it's no different than guys. I don't agree with this behavior. It's gross. I have two daughters. I think it's disgusting. I hope he gets the hammer dropped on him. But I love football and I can advocate for women while still loving football. Those don't have to be exclusive. Right. And the thing is, like, I, I will say I wouldn't support the Browns. I mean, I'm not a Browns fan to begin with, but if like this happens, oh, screw with the, the Patriots, Browns. I'm out on them. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But the NFL as a whole, that's a bit of a that's a, a stretch, I think, because you look at, say, OK, so the Patriots. I'm a fan of the Patriots, but they didn't do anything in this situation. So why should I stop watching them altogether? That it, I'm not going right. to buy a Deshaun Watson jersey. I'm not going to do that. But the part I love about this too is that he is not, he can't hire his own masseuse anymore. Like, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, great. Super duper. Like, I know he should not hire a masseuse anymore because the curious thing here too is why he has so many different masseuses. If he's, I mean, yep. something is off here. No matter what, something is off because having that many yep. masseuses is a little bizarre. That's just a little bit of a red flag, I would say, um, because usually you have like, you know, one or two masseuses, maybe if you have any at all. But I think with NFL players, it's different. But yeah, this is, I mean, for that many women, it's it's a little suspect, I would say. So the, the punishment yeah. is, the NFL has, has a bit of a history of punishments that are, are questioned. But my big thing is that it is very... Um, helpful is not the word, but it's, it's nice to see that a lot of people agree that this is not Deshaun Watson is not uh, what he did is not good. And the punishment is not just the fact that a lot of people agree that it's not just, and he should get more is very um, uh, comforting. I would say. I mean, yeah, I, I think you summed it up. Well, end of the day, like if I'm a teammate or anybody in the NFL, I'm like, I'm hiring one masseuse. His name is Cliff. He's got huge hands and he intimidates everybody. And I'm doing this as a heterosexual male. Like I'm just getting away from all controversy. I possibly can screw Deshaun Watson, screw him and screw that story. I hope he gets 10 uh, games or he gets the full season. I I do want to ask you as we move on, because we had to address the Deshaun Watson stuff. uh, Did we bet on preseason football? Did we? Did we jag? So I haven't no? yet. Yes. I, I okay. have yet to place my first bet on a game. I have placed my first futures bet as we will get into, but no, I did not. But I yep. did tune in to see how Jarrett Stidham would do because I am fascinated by the rest of Jarrett Stidham's NFL career. He hasn't played in a, in a football game since 2020. So I was, yeah. I was interested to see how he would do. So that was, it, it was a bit of a, uh, okay, I guess this guy is just, he's a, he's just another guy, you know, kind of thing. But I'm like, all right, I just, so I did, I did tune in, but I did not bet on it. Um, I, I got to raise my hand here. I bet the Jags, the points, I think I had a plus four out here in yes. Oregon and, and I took the under and the under got screwed over at the end there. So um, I lost, I'm over two on bets already. The NFL is 
welcomed me back with open arms by taking all of my mm-hmm. money. Shout out the NFL for always doing that. And uh, now we're going to give you all this gambling advice for the next 45 minutes because obviously we're professional and we know how to start 0 for 2 but dig ourselves out of a hole. So here I am, first NFL preseason game. I'm excited. It's on my television. I make two bets, and boom, my parlay already busts. So there we go. I can't even start right. out 2 football. and I have to start out 0 and 2. Yeah, but football's back. That's really the, the bottom line is back. that football is back. Yes. And there is football to bet on, which is the most exciting thing. Even if you're losing, you're having a good time before you before the season starts because it's football. I mean, in a week or two, yes. it won't be as fun because now it's like, okay, now the season's back. That that kind of newness has worn off. And now, but you've you've dipped your toe in the water, which is very exciting. I do want to ask you, because we're going to get to some futures bets here. we got just a couple minutes left in this opening segment. We'll get to some futures bets, some ones we're eyeing and we love. We'll talk a little baseball post-trade deadline, what teams we're kind of looking at right now for futures in Major League Baseball. I must ask you, this Stephen Ross Dolphin story came out, and this had come out a couple months ago, but it largely flew under the radar. Well, the NFL responded by stripping the Dolphins of draft picks, fining Ross $1.5 million. He cannot be with the team until like mid-late October. Um, Tom Brady evidently was going to try to be an owner quarterback. What you made as a Patriot fan and longtime Tom Brady observer of that report that came out where they punished the Dolphins. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this a lot and how I think back to as a fan at that time, if I knew this at the time, what would I think of Tom Brady? As of, as being removed from it now, I think at the time I'd be disappointed in Tom Brady because he's learning that, oh, he is human. He's not going to be a Patriot forever. But now we know he's not a Patriot forever. Yeah, maybe he broke some tampering rules. But to come to find out, a lot of people are tampering. So the people that are, are now lumping this into everything else Tom Brady has done and saying he's a cheater, he's not a good guy, he's, he's now he is he's tainted forever. I don't feel that way. I think it's fine. Two fascinating things from this. The Tom Brady thing aside, because I think he's fine. He's he's doing fine. He's not in any trouble here. It's fine. That Belichick text to Brian Flores set off all of this. And did Belichick, did did. he know what he was doing? Or was it genuinely a mistake? Because if he knew what he was doing, Belichick, is he the greatest evil genius of all time? Or is this, what is this? This is insane to me that that started it all. Another fascinating part of this to me is that minority owners of the Dolphins, do we know who they are? Because one of them is Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas. Another one is Mark Anthony, J-Lo ex-husband, and Serena and Venus Williams. So my question question would be, where is the power in the ownership now? Does it belong to Fergie would be my question. (laughs) No, it never belonged to her in the Black Eyed Peas. And it doesn't belong to her in the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, uh, unfortunately. No, I, I, I think Ross is going to make out okay. Who cares about $1.5 million? I just thought it was fascinating that we could have had an owner-quarterback yeah. combination first time in NFL history to see something like that. Um, it it would have been kind of exciting, but you're so right. I think the Belichick text, it basically ruined everything. And I will vote evil Wild. genius. There's, no way, there's yeah. no way he doesn't have the difference between Flores and Dayball in his phone in some way, whether it's Dayball Giants or Flores, me, like whatever the label is, there's no way it wasn't labeled properly. And there's absolutely a possibility. I think he did that uh, on purpose. Lucy, we are going to bet on future. So buckle up. We got a lot of NFL to get to today. We'll talk post uh, major league baseball trade deadline back to the futures off and rolling here on the BetQL network.
It's Michael Jenkins from the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps. So wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Do you have anything in baseball tonight? <clears throat> I, I was leaning the Yankees, but listen, I'm in the wave right now. I'm telling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta pick your spot. I'm not about to get bullied into taking bets anymore. Oh, Trista. There, this is a... a Yep, non-bullying can, show. Who's no, bullying no, just, here? Just, just, not, just like gambling Twitter. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. You just want to be on something. You just want the juice of it. It's like, I've never done hard drugs, but I imagine that's how hard drugs are. Are you sure? I've never done hard drugs. No, I'm just... Oh. You, <laughs> I believe you on that side. <laughs> Sorry about the comparison. Senator, I did not take steroids. Well, yes, you did. Why is your skin turning colors? BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on The Bet. During my college years, one summer I interned at like a local television news station, and the types of calls that you would have to field, like always complaining, often about why the weather forecast was incorrect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when like I interned at The Fan, and callers, like diehard callers, like no lives, would call the newsroom. Jerome from Manhattan, who's like a legendary FAN caller, would call, the, I would pick up, and he'd like scream at me about the Yankees. So I could leave yeah, the definitely. Definitely. Then, like the weather. Also, they were called to like give us like tips on things. Be like, yeah, there's like a there's a fence out of place over on like Route Eight. Thank you. The sports league is it. going at it as hard as they can. Intern and caller on the fan. Weather forecast was incorrect. <laughs> you better you bet. Three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on seeking help for mental problems. You know, I think for me in, in 2014, when I found myself in that dark, dark place where, you know, I, necess- I I didn't want to be alive in those four days when I was in my room by myself, not wanting to talk to anybody, not eating anything, not moving for three or four days. You know, for me, after sitting there and thinking about everything, I, I wanted to find a different way. I wanted to find a different answer. Um, I was sick and tired of feeling how I felt and just that opportunity of sharpening up your tools. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to do. And that's why I that, that's why I started to seek help. And, and, and that's when I checked myself into a treatment center. Uh, and, and since then, I've I've been working with a therapist. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Welcome. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Well, uh, you know, Lucy, during the break, we love to talk about the show stuff, what we're gonna, what we got coming up, and things maybe we get to next week if we don't have enough time in the show. And from time to time, 
you and I, we're a few years apart, but from time to time, you and I can be slapped in the face with uh, You're Getting Old by one of our producers, Zach Kroll. And he loves to hop on occasionally go, you know, my first introduction to Hard Knocks was when I was a little, little kid and the Jets were on. And I asked him what year that was. And he said 2010. And I, I just kept thinking, I'm closer to retirement at this point in my life, I think, than I am being at that point, even though it feels like yesterday. I then ask him, he's a Jets fan because he loves misery. I ask him if he knew about Rex Ryan in the foot video and he had no idea what I was talking about because of course he wouldn't. He was a little kid when all this happened. And right. so an, another day, another time of me realizing that I am, I'm, I'm getting old and I'm getting old fast. See, this is new for me, Sprague, to feel like I'm old, which now I am because I look at TikTok and I look at, I am not, millennials are now not the generation, which I'm in that, or I believe you might be as well, a millennial possibly, um, not the generation that is the youngest in setting the trends anymore. There is a generation below us now. And it's actually fascinating to me to talk to Zach when he says things like that, because it, it's, it's still new for me. So I'm kind of like, Oh, now I'm like old and I can be like, Oh, you're my day. But it's a little, yeah. When he said, I, I'm a real, I was really little when that came out and he was 10 years old when that came out and the Rex Ryan foot thing, he, he wasn't old enough to learn about that yet. When that came out probably is what happened in that situation. But yes, I remember that very well, but, but yeah, to, to be, it's a little bit slapped in the face by that there zach yes it it did not feel good and zach's in our chat saying i was 10 i don't know if that's little zach i went to school with a girl when i was 10 named amber jackson i watched her pick her nose and eat it you are still a little Oof. kid at 10 year olds you can't walk yourself into being a teenager at 10 years old you were a little kid that's okay and we just have to accept that i'm getting old lucy you're not old but you're climbing well, the age ladder every single day Right. Well, like now I get like my neck hurts if I sleep wrong. Like this is all new for me. But I was when Zach was Back 10, hurts, when this hard knocks came out. Yeah, when right. I yeah, exactly see this is now I'm all like creaky and old. Now I, I make that sound when I get up like, oh, whenever I stand up like, oh, my knees. But no, when Zach was 10 during this time, I was starting college. So this is now the gap yeah. we're dealing with. Yeah, here we go. And we got yeah. Jacob also working on the show today. He said he was seven. So we got somebody one upping Zach somehow. And <laughs> You know what? We move on to old funny-duddy uh, things. What let's, is going on? Let's, let's talk <laughs> get about my orthopedic our, our shoes futures. Tied. <laughs> yeah. Let me get my Mr. Rogers sweater on, and we'll make our futures bets now. There's a lot to gamble on here, Lucy, with futures bets. We are back to the futures, by the way, here on the Odyssey app and the BetQL network. Um, let's start with this. I, I want to start with MVP, NFL MVP odds right now as they sit. I'll give you a couple of the top ones, and then I want you to kind of give me maybe where you're eyeing, who you're eyeing, and kind of the juice behind it. So here are your, your first few. Josh Allen's the league favorite right now in Vegas at plus 650. Patrick Mahomes is plus 750. Brady's plus 800. Rodgers plus 850. Herbert plus 900. Burrow plus 1,200. Dak plus 1,300. Stafford and Wilson are plus 14. Kyler and Lamar plus 2,000 plus 2200 we could keep going from there but there's roughly your top 10 even a little more where are you at right now on futures bets for the league mvp lucy so i really like aaron Rodgers for this this season because i see value there josh something about josh allen i i lean toward that as well but in terms of value 
Aaron Rodgers has been saying that he mm. has never been happier. He sees life in a new way. He was on drugs when he's won this before. Like he he had a one of his best seasons when he was taking a psychedelic drug. I can't, I can't remember. It was a buzzword in the past week. Amor something. And so he did that cleanse. Now he's a new person. The cleanse that sounds life-changing, as we have discussed. And you you just like, you're a new person. Literally, everything is out of you when you're done with it. Um, so I see this. And I think Aaron Rodgers, the way he entered training camp, and I think the way that he is speaking about his new tattoo, it's new tattoo, new you for Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. in terms of MVP, I don't put anything past him this season because he seems too happy to be stopped. Almost like you look at what Tom Brady has done with his body and his diet and his life. And Aaron Rodgers is like, hold my beer, Tom Brady, figuratively, because neither of us drink that anymore because we are both new people. But he was on psychedelic drugs doing this. So I, I think whatever works for you and whatever works more than before Aaron Rodgers, go for it. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past Aaron Rodgers this season. So interesting you pick Rodgers because I believe – would that be three in a row for Rodgers or would that be two in a yeah. row? I'm trying to – I think uh, that would be three in a row for him. Three in a row, right? I believe. Three in a row. I, I believe Yeah, three so. in a row. Okay. Yeah, we got it in the chat. It would be three in a row. That would be an amazing feat by him. I don't blame you for going there. I, I still really do worry about their targets there. Like mm. if, if Randall Cobb is going to be your second best target going into the year, I don't know how – truly great through the air you'll be they might really look to establish that run i know they're counting on counting on alan lazard to be the one i'm not convinced alan lazard is a number one i think we need to see a bit of a prove it before we conclude that alan i understand it mahomes i get brady I i'm gonna go down to about the, the the fifth best odds here and i have a ticket on this guy and i got it at 950 and that is justin herbert at plus 900 right now Ooh. on vegas insider I think Justin Herbert, if you look at the way that the Chargers set up, they're going to play in the toughest division in football. Every week's going to feel like a playoff game. And if that dude comes out and has a season slightly better than what he had, that will tell me Chargers are making a playoff step, that they may have won the division. And every week that these games happen, whether they're on NBC or ESPN or ABC or whatever, we are going to tune into the AFC West this year because you're going to get Broncos, Chargers, week whatever the next week you'll get raiders chiefs you'll get chiefs and chargers you'll get broncos and char chiefs you know what i mean every single week in that division is going to feel like a playoff game barring injury i think it actually it benefits a justin herbert if his stats can line up if not exceed what he did last year i actually think it lines up for him he just got his first you know face of a commercial spot that we've seen in his career he's now the face and spokesman for dr squatch which is a great uh, all natural soap. I would highly recommend people using it, but he is the face and voice of that. Now he's starting to get more and more vocal. He was never vocal at Oregon out here. I promise you he was actually really boring to cover, but he was a great player. I love Herbert at plus 900 and I'm going to give you a sleeper. Somebody a little down the pecking okay. order here, Lucy. Trevor Lawrence at plus 4,000. Do I think he'll really win it? No. Mm -hmm. Is it worth putting a couple bucks on? Absolutely. Because they could win that division. I know the Colts are the favorite right now, but Doug Peterson's a good coach. And Doug Peterson has a yeah. good recipe of getting quarterbacks acclimated and ready to go. He's got really good targets in Jacksonville. He's coming in with Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Treadwell, Chenault. Like, they're kind of deep at that position. And so I think if Trevor Lawrence can put up some stats and Jacksonville can flirt with the division, 
his name's going to be thrown in there. So I love Herbert the most, but I think an undercard, a, a flying under the radar guy, Trevor Lawrence at plus 4,000. I might put my signature dollar on that. You've, you've convinced me. And as you were talking about the games and the matchups, I'm just getting so excited yeah. for NFL season. Just to say that Same. as we are going along here. It's so exciting. I know. It, I can't wait. It's officially going to be for us because I believe our show is going to stay at the same time slot. That's going to indicate that my cell phone here is going to be watching Sunday Night Football as we're doing the show yet again because we, we're so addicted and because we love it so much. Let's move on, Lucy, yes. to NFL. I, I want to get – do you have a rookie of the year that you like? I'll give you a couple of the top ones. Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, Drake London, Chris Olave, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson – and Kenneth Moore in Seattle, the running back who was uh, taken in the second round. Do you have any that you like for rookie of the year? Or is it a little too early for you to dive in on somebody? I would say Kenny Pickett right now would be my safest pick. Uh, right now, I am going to wait a little bit to get in on that, but Kenny Pickett right now would be my pick. Okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I think Kenneth Walker actually with the value. I'm going to take a guy yeah. that's getting a little more value. I think I think Wilson and Olave are good picks. Wilson in New York, obviously. But I'm going to take Walker, Kenneth Walker in Seattle. They signed Rashad Penny. Uh, Chris Carson just retired. Pete, Pete uh, Carroll loves to run the football. I, I think Kenneth Walker is actually going to get a decent amount of looks here. And if he plays to level the Seahawks, think he will in his draft pick, uh, I think that's a dude that could rush for like 1,100 yards and definitely could find himself in the conversation. Uh, we're 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 playing a lot of NFL futures right now here on Back to the Futures. Win totals. Let's move on. Win totals, Lucy yeah. Burge. Who do you like with win totals? Got a few teams out there with some interesting numbers. Who do you like right now? So I really like the Lions. I like the Lions over six and a half wins. So last season, a lot of games. They lost by not that much, and they put a string of some wins together. So I think they can. I think they can win seven games this season. I'm going to say that right now. I like Dan Campbell. I like Dan Campbell's attitude. I think yeah. they can break some kneecaps this season and do some damage this season. There's always a team that surprises a little bit. I think the Lions will be a surprise this season for many. But the but the over on this win total is a pretty popular bet. It was the most popular bet, at least at Caesars. It was the most popular bet in July, the over on this. So a lot of people are looking at this. So I'll, also it's Eminem's team. That's what I'm looking at too. I've got to pick something on the Lions because uh, in honor of Eminem for that reason. But I think the, the Lions could win seven games this season. Um, I like that pick. I'm really looking forward to Hard Knocks, which I think starts this coming week. They had a teaser trailer. Yep. Dan Campbell saying, we're going to tread water until we can bury you, which is an odd expression to kind of think about it. Love it. Um, and the good news I, for I, that, well, Zach, is, Zach is now old enough to watch it. So he'll be able to watch the, the season. <laughs> and if knocks. anything weird happens with the coach, he'll kind of understand it and it won't fly right yep. over his head. I like that pick. I'm going to give you a couple. Um, I like the under on your Patriots. I don't think they're going to win more than eight okay. games. I'll take the under at eight and a half. Uh, I think I'm leaning the over of Minnesota at nine and a half. I think they get to 10. Definitely taking the over of the Ravens at nine and a half. I think Lamar's healthy and out to prove a point. Uh, I'm going to take the under on the Chicago Bears at six and a half. I'll take the over of the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and a half. And, uh, eh. I think I'm going to take the under of, of the Bills at 11 and a half and say they win exactly 11 games, which is what they won last year and would be a, a pretty damn good season for them. So I'm going to sprinkle a lot okay. out here. I'll be honest with you. I, I might gamble on almost every single one of these teams 
just because I think there's some interesting plays all over the board here. Like the Titans at nine and a half. Are we, are we buying yeah. the Titans this year in the AFC South? Or do we think a team like Jacksonville could sneak up and get them? Who's over under wins is six and a half. The Colts have Matt Ryan now, who probably is better than Carson Wentz. They're at nine and a half. Um, it's a fascinating look on how Vegas views these teams versus what our perception is going into yes. the season. Yes. So we could have our first head-to-head NFL season for this season show bet if I take the over on the Patriots win oh. total. Because okay. that's what I've been looking at. Because when I saw Mac Jones's physique, this guy's not messing around. So I think the Patriots will make a statement this season. So I like the over on their win total. So we'll see what happens. Okay. We'll think of a show wager before the season starts and we'll have it going. Cause uh, yeah, I'm, I'm anti-Mac, you're pro-Mac and that's going to make the show oh, okay. a lot of fun that's this right. year. Um, let's get to this before we wrap it and get to some baseball stuff. And we have a review that Lucy needs to give the people because this oh, is a yes. fascinating one. And we have a question stemming from this uh, AFC championship odds right now, NFC championship odds and Super Bowl odds. Where are we at right now? Do we have a favorite in any one of those categories as we speak? So I have my Super Bowl favorite. This was locked and loaded for a couple weeks now since since a certain celebrity couple got married. So the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl at plus 700. So every year that J-Lo has gotten married, Brady has won a championship. J-Lo just got married to Ben Affleck. So I don't doubt that trend. That trend is very, very active. So I am looking at the Buccaneers to win a, the Super Bowl, but also the storyline would be so perfect if this is Brady's last season and then he can just ride off into the sunset after a Super Bowl win and join the Fox broadcast and it would be a nice little tidy bow on his career. But the J-Lo thing is stuck in my head. Like, you know, you can't, that, you can't break that trend. So I really yeah. like the Buccaneers plus 700 to win the Super Bowl of this season. Okay. I like that you're going to go with history repeating itself. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, the, the Bills, who are the favorite. I, I love this Buffalo team. I think they're fantastic. I think they're loaded. I think they, I mean, what, 13 seconds away from advancing to the AFC Championship game. And I'm going to give you a hot take yeah. here. No disrespect meant to the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a really fun story. They were a great team to watch. I think they'll be really good this year and compete with the Ravens for that division because screw the Browns. I, I think the Buffalo Bills would have been in the Super Bowl had they beat the Chiefs. That was kind of the big foe they needed to get past, and I think they would have been ready to go in the AFC Championship game and not had quite the second half that Mahomes and company did. So I really like the Buffalo Bills uh, to win the Super Bowl. I have them beating the Chargers in the AFC Championship game. In the NFC, uh, it's 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 pretty simple for me. Uh, until I see Matt Stafford's elbow hurt, I have to go with the Rams again. I just think that they're loaded yeah. in the right spots, and I think they're going to have no problem uh, playing onto that kind of, hey, nobody's giving us the credit. Let's go get the repeat. Uh, we have a lot more to get to and wrap up the show. Lucy gives us a much-needed review, and what do we think of Major League Baseball post the trade deadline? That's next, Back to the Futures on uh, the BetQL Network. It's Trista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network.
It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Little Caesars is seeing their business go up the last few months because of inflation. They're getting more business. Sometimes I don't feel like I need to spend $30 on a large pizza. We are rolling. I mean, we went from, <laughs> we went from baseball to riding mowers and pizza. It's only 9.15 at Easter. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. We are all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. August is a great month to help out the environment by improving your gas mileage. Make sure your tires are properly inflated and heavy items like golf clubs aren't stored in your trunk. Take your car in for a tune-up to ensure it's running at peak performance. And when the weather is nice, walk or bike to your destination to enjoy a beautiful summer day. Join Odyssey and together each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's Michael Phelps on finding change within yourself. I can say as an athlete, you know, I think we're supposed to be these big macho men. You know, that's part of what makes us who we are. So so we compartmentalize that and we stuff it away and we don't talk about it. It's not healthy to, to carry something like that through life. And, you know, in, in, in 2014, I just came to the point where I was sick and tired of carrying it through my life. And, and I wanted to find change. And, and, and that really, I guess, for me, forced me to become vulnerable. You know, for me, that was just something that I was looking looking forward to. I was looking forward to finding that vulnerability because I wanted to see change. I wanted to see what else I could go, you know, what else I could do to help me. I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Jenks, I saw where the Ohio State officially, I believe, have trademarked the word the. How does this even happen? I feel like this is a commonly used phrase, which they should not own. I'm afraid to speak because if I use that (laughs) word, I don't want to be sued by that university. We've got someone connected to Ohio State and inflation is high. I'm a little worried about (laughs) lawsuits coming my way. I can't afford it right now. So I'm just going to sit here and make sure that I craft these questions a little bit differently than I had planned. In fact, we I'm just getting noticed, Chelsea. We have to change the name of our show. It's now Daily Tip, presented by BetQL. <laughs> the Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, we wrap it up here. Back to the Futures here, Brandon Sprague. On the West Coast here in Portland, Oregon, and Lucy Burge out there on the East Coast in Boston at Lucille Burge on Twitter, on Instagram. Give her a follow as she is the prop queen here uh, of this show. She knows what she's doing. Major League Baseball, uh, you know, it's rough. Your beloved Red Sox out there, Lucy, they are dead. They're buried. They are over. That team is a wreck. I don't know what happened. I don't know who's to blame, but I'll tell you right now, uh, nobody is giving them a shot in hell to get out of this. They look like a dumpster fire of a franchise right now. Uh, the trade deadline happened. We had quite the moves. The biggest one, of course, was Juan Soto. He gets moved in a package including uh, prospects from Washington 
to the Padres. The Padres did not just end there either. They got Josh Bell and Brandon Drury, and they added Josh Hader. And so now the Padres, who were one of those having a good season but kind of flirting with how good they really are, they're now fifth on the board to win the World Series at plus 1,100. They have jumped my Bravos. How are we feeling about the trade deadline? Who is the team right now, Lucy, you feel most confident in? Well, the Padres, they won the trade deadline because Juan Soto was the guy in this whole conversation when it comes to the trade deadline, and the Padres got him. Fascinating thing about this trade deadline, though, if I I say they win, but if one player won the trade deadline, I would say it's Eric Hosmer. Not because of the team he landed on, because that team is not only a dumpster fire, the Red Sox are, they are a, a dumpster that is, it's just ashes right now. That dumpster was on fire, the fire's gone out, and it's gone. Like, that whole thing's gone. The season's over. As my brother texted me today, rest in power to the Red Sox season, RIP to them, it bury it, it's done. Eric Hosmer, for about 10 minutes during this trade deadline, was the most powerful guy in baseball because the Juan Soto deal, come to find out, did not hinge upon Eric Hosmer. But Eric Hosmer, in his no-trade clause, the Nationals were listed there, and he was part of the package deal from the Padres to the Nationals. And he, I knew, I knew he was going to say, no way am I going because... I follow his wife on Instagram and they have been building a huge house in San Diego and his wife is 33 weeks pregnant. There's no way they are going to DC. However, they are moving to Boston, but but she used to work at Nesson here in Boston. That's kind of like home for them. So I, I can see that happening, but no way DC was happening. So during this time, I'm like, there's no way Eric Hosmer is going to do this. So he's holding up the Juan Soto trade, we thought essentially, but it was going to happen no matter what. But most powerful guy in baseball, Eric Hosmer, for a little bit there. So he won the trade <laughs> deadline, I think. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm with you. Hosmer thing was interesting because before <clears> we <throat> knew it, we thought the whole deal was hinging on him okaying that trade. And so everyone's yeah. like, holy crap, is Eric Hosmer going to stop Juan Soto from going to D.C. Uh, to slam Diego? And then comes to find out that the deal is still going to get done. I don't blame Hosmer for feeling the way he felt and, and going to where he wanted to go. Let me say this. The Juan Soto move, huge. Many people out here on the West Coast thought uh, Seattle would jump in. And then Seattle actually pulled off one of the biggest heists, I thought, of the trade deadline. I think, In fact, I think you can make an argument it was the most underrated, and that was getting Luis Castillo from the Reds, who's having yes. a career year, and he's one of the best pitchers at 28 years old. Everybody they traded in that Luis Castillo trade was the package we thought they would include to get Juan Soto. And so when I think Mariner fans saw that deal – they do like a double take of like, whoa, I, I thought we were getting Juan Soto with that, not, not a starting pitcher. Juan Soto going to the Padres, big move, fun move. But yeah. I think this weekend we learned a valuable lesson, Lucy, a valuable lesson that the Mets taught us what? The Mets taught us that ultimately if you want to win in this league, pitching has to be good. And I'm not saying San Diego won't get good pitching come playoff time. I'm not saying the Dodgers don't have good pitching, but I single-handedly watched the Mets suck the soul out of the Atlanta Braves and damn near sweep them in a four-gamer and embarrass or in a five-gamer, excuse me, and embarrass the living hell out of them because of starting pitching. And they've got the elite closer in Diaz. And so while Juan Soto and Bell and Drury, like these are great moves. Hater, we'll see. He was having a struggle bus a little bit coming into the uh, trade deadline. Those are fun moves. They can deliver really good highlights. I thought Seattle getting Luis Castillo 
and then watching the New York Mets disavow the Atlanta Braves, the defending champions with their pitching, I thought it sent a, a really stark reminder of, guys, that's sexy, that's fun. You don't win in this league unless you have pitching. And so while Juan Soto is a fun move, I think right now I have to go with the Mets as the favorite, at least in the NL. I mean, to to see that pitching, DeGrom almost had a perfect game today. Scherzer is almost unhittable at this point. To watch what the New York Mets are doing right now with starting pitching and an elite closer, it's hard for me to want to pick anybody else in the NL right now, Lucy. Oh, 1,000%. Also, what you said about Luis Castillo is a great point. That is an underrated move that more people should be talking about and should have been talking about. But the Mets are unstoppable right now. You look at their starting pitching, and even with DeGrom coming back, you think, is he going to come back as strong? It's almost like he's stronger. And Scherzer, with his comeback, also stronger. There's no slowing them down. That's why I have my Mets. I am switching my allegiances a little bit here to the Mets over the Red Sox because they're just a fun team. You don't want to slam your head against a wall watching them. You are excited to watch this team. Two of the best teams in baseball right now, both in New York. The Yankees are in a bit of a skid, which is fun to watch. But the Mets right now, are. you always think, okay, at what point are the Mets going to Mets? What At what point are they going to just mess everything up? But like you said, they have the pitching to keep this going. So they have DeGrom. They have Scherzer. Yeah. They have the bullpen. They are ready to roll. I don't see how they're not going to roll through October. And I, I would not rule out at all the Mets in the World Series. thousand percent. No. Even to win the World yeah. Series. They could win the World Series this season. That is a real thing. That is happening. I am so impressed, and it's exciting to watch the Mets, which is refreshing to watch a baseball team that is exciting, not to mention Pete Alonzo and Francisco Lindor and their their batting, which is at the plate they are also insane. I mean, home runs every night from Pete Alonzo. My new total bases favorite bet is Pete Alonzo over one and a half total bases, if not to hit a home run. Yeah, I've noticed that. They're unstoppable right now, and again, it's just a, it's a thrill to watch the Mets right now. Well, you bring up a good point. When are the Mets going to met? And I can tell you right now, as a longtime yeah. Brave fan, so I watch a lot of NL East baseball. Every year that happens. And I, I think you can make a point, Lucy. This is why this team's a little different and maybe gives you a little bit of 2015 flashbacks. They already had the moment. They, the Braves got within a half game of that division, and now the Braves are stumbling. The Phillies are playing better baseball. But the Mets kind of already had that moment, and they held the lead, and now they've built on that lead. So maybe this is what separates them from traditional Mets teams. Buck Showalter seems to know what the hell he's doing. It's really talented. They've got, again, they've got the offense. They've got the pitching. Maybe this is just not a, when are they going to met? They already met it, and they still kept the division lead, and then they built on it. So I I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go crazy because baseball is so dependent. Like Scherzer gets hurt and this whole thing's up in smoke. But if, if injury be damned and we're talking that way, because this is back to the futures, you can't place futures bets on thinking a guy's going to get hurt. If you're laying a bet, I, the Dodgers are good. Maybe we go Cardinals as sneaky, good NL team as well. Given they just swept the best team in baseball. Yeah. Maybe that's the best contending team against the Mets right now. I think it's the Mets one. And then have your arguments, whether that's Cardinals or it's Dodgers. I, I don't care. But, man, what the Mets are doing right now, I don't know if they're going to met. I, I think they've moved past that point and they already had it. And so now you look at the teams behind them, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Cardinals, like every team behind them, 
um, in my estimation, and you just make your best calculation. But right now, it's hard not to say it's the Mets. Exactly. As Zach reminds us in the chat, the Mets are plus five, yeah, five, uh, 550 to win the World Series. That's good value. That's yeah. possible. This is great value. value. Again, I can't read numbers, but that's what it is. Um, no, the, the Mets to win the World <laughs> Series is a, it's a real thing right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, how, no, how do you I, feel, I Lucy, about that. the AL? How do you feel about the AL? What are we thinking in the AL okay. right now where it seems so, to be a little, you know, Yankees are struggling now. Are they come back to earth a little bit here. The Yankees are struggling, but I wouldn't rule out them just coming back. Like this could just be a bad weekend. This could just be a little bit of a struggle for them. The Yankees, the Yankees are a good team. I would not rule them out there. Again, the trade deadline, I thought after the trade deadline, the Red Sox would be in a better place. Uh, they're not. Mm -hmm. They're in a worse place. I would say if we're, if we're talking losers of the trade deadline, the Red Sox lost the trade deadline. They got Reese McGuire, the uh, guy who does things in parking lots, to himself. And then they got Tommy Pham, who to Tommy Pham did hit a home run today. Yeah, yeah. Reese McGuire was a bit of a, a, a little bit of a what are we doing here? But they're getting worse. Yeah. They're just getting worse. So they're out. I don't think I don't think I see a postseason in the future of the Red Sox. But you know what? For this season, but next year for sure. But no, the Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to be okay. And that's, you know, it's too yeah. bad, but it's what it is. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm rooting for a couple teams in the AL. I'm rooting for Baltimore and Seattle to both snap streaks. Seattle's longest in pro okay. sports. Baltimore has just been a dumpster, uh, mainly because there's an Oregon State player in Baltimore, Adley Rutschman. It's been really good since he got called up. And Seattle's had the longest streak in pro sports. But it's, it's, it's a dogfight. I mean, the Astros are now a half game behind the Yankees for overall being the best team in the AL, you got Tampa still hanging around here. Toronto's played really good after they kind of disappointed going into the break. Uh, Minnesota's never a team I think people fully trust just because, well, we've seen Minnesota's history. I, I think the AL is going to be fun. I don't, I said this when the yeah. Yankees were rolling. I don't trust them. Uh, there's always a weird thing with them. And so while they're kind of the story of baseball getting to 70 games, you got the Houston Astros now sitting right behind them, still not getting talked about. Uh, to the same extent. So I, I think the AO is really setting itself up to be a lot of fun and, and really unpredictable. Yeah. If you were to go down, Lucy, of the hierarchy of World Series, I mean, the Mets plus 550, Yankees, Strohs, Jays, Rays, Dodgers, Mets, Cardinals. I mean, you could probably get eight, nine, ten teams that you could realistically label and say, I could see them winning the World Series. And that's what makes a sport fun is when you have that kind of parity and not being dominated by just one team. Exactly. And one thing I think will happen is the Orioles will finish the season with a better record than the Red Sox. That's where we are at this point. So yeah. I, I kind of root for the, I root for the Orioles now because I think they're, they'd be a great story. If they go, if they win every game the rest of the season, I think they'd be a great story to, to finish off into the postseason possibly. But you look at that, even the starting pitching, Look at Shane McClanahan. You look at all of the Robbie Ray. You look at the starting pitching, yep. and that's what carries teams. That's what you need, and that's yep. exciting right now because the Cy Young race is going to be insane. Uh, Zach, take note as we wrap up. We did not get to Lucy's review. We are going to get to this next we week. We will. I promise you. This is a review we need to get to. Football kind of took over the show today because, well, we're excited. And Major League Baseball has been a lot of fun, but we will get to Lucy's review next week. I think that's going to do it for Lucy Birds. I'm Brandon Sprague. Back to the Futures. We'll talk to you next week on the Backfield Network. Hey, it's Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL Daily, 9 to noon Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The BetQL Network.